listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and tonight. I can't hear you. That's fine. I am on Parenting 411. Take a listen. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. I'm going to try with some light here. I think. We're not live yet. I'm just... Okay, good. <laughs> I think we are a little dark. I was actually, um, for those who are listening, I was actually putting on uh, setting my podcast up so that it could simultaneously record. Oh, yeah. So, everyone, this is Carol Muletta, and we are about to go on the air with the Parenting 411 News You Can Use. gonna darken that okay all right so i will um take you out of the stream for a second and go on and do a little bit of an introduction and then i will bring you on all right So everyone, we are awaiting Carol, who is going to bring us on. Hello, everybody. This is Carol Maletta from the Parenting 411, where we deliver information parents need from sources they can trust. Thank you for joining us this evening. As I shared with you, I am going to be periodically interviewing one of the amazing co-authors from the Parenting Odyssey. You'll recall that that is a parenting anthology that talks about the experiences that parents and families had while parenting in the pandemic. And I say had when honestly, we're still in the pandemic, aren't we? But the title of the book is The Parenting Odyssey, Trials, Treasures, and Triumphs from Parenting in a Pandemic. And it includes all of those things because Families had a range of experiences, a range of emotions during this pandemic. And so 15 authors from around the country and some who are outside of the country, as far away as Madrid, Spain, and Abuja, Nigeria, have contributed. And it is our hope that you will gain something, gain some insight, maybe another idea to try, or just have the sense that you are not alone, that there are others who have found this to be a very challenging experience and have found a way to make it through and they want to encourage you as well. So tonight's guest is Jonda Scott. She joined our project and I have had the privilege of knowing her for many years. She is a highly respected attorney and the mother of two. And she's going to talk a little bit about um, her chapter that she contributed, just a little bit, because 
you know, I want to tell you right now, I want you to buy a, a copy of the book from her before the evening is over. Um, so she'll give you a little teaser, but we're just going to talk about what, you know, the experience was like and, and anything that she'd like to leave you with this evening. So let me bring her in right now. Welcome, Jonda. Hello, Carol. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Hello, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. And, you know, feel free to take a moment to share this to your, um, you know, to your page or what have you. Okay. But, um, you know, why don't we start off with you telling our viewers a little bit about yourself? Well, as you mentioned, I am the proud mother of two, a 22-year-old, I don't like saying that, it tells too much about your age, right? <laughs> and a 22-year-old son and a 14, almost 15-year-old daughter, if you can believe that, especially given how long you and I have known each other. <laughs> Yes, and um, I'm, I'm married and I live in the metro area. I have been a practicing attorney uh, for the most part for over 20 years, uh, specializing in criminal defense, domestic relations, personal injury, and, and a few other areas with a focus largely on juveniles for a good portion of my career, certainly the early part of my career. So it, I'm constantly in some type of parenting mode, whether it is sort of as a surrogate parent advisor slash attorney <laughs> uh, for my clients, even the adults, and <laughs> And of course, uh, and of course, my kids and, and like most kids keep you active and mine certainly have over the years. So um, writing and being a part of this project uh, definitely was near and dear to my heart, but also a little scary as well. Mm, how so? Well, you were, you asked us about writing about parenting in the pandemic. And of course we were well into it and let's face it, I think we thought we were through it for the most part. So it, it was the perfect time for reflection. But a lot of what I saw were people who seemed to have these tremendous parenting moments, these epiphanies, uh, things that maybe they felt made them better parents. Whereas for me, it uh, parenting during the pandemic seemed to heighten, certainly in those initial months, it seemed to heighten my parental insecurities, um, especially going from the hustle and bustle of a busy life and then everything slowing down to practically nothing. And then you're like, do I know my kids? Do my kids know me? Do my kids even like me? <laughs> um, why am I not having these amazing experiences? The puzzles aren't finished. Um, the new recipe thing wore off and, and I'm doing dance parties with 
um, be nice by myself. My kids aren't dancing around the bedroom, the living room with me. So those nagging feelings that many of us have in our everyday life, but you stamp them down because your kids are in this activity and that activity and you're running them around. So you're like, well, I think I'm, I'm still doing okay. You don't have those, um, you don't have those, that beard anymore. Um, you're, you're home. And then it's like, what now? So yeah, it, it was, it was that reflection was a bit scary because when I did that reflection, it, those insecurities were front and center. Well, I have to tell you, I'm glad that you shared that in the book, uh, because I think if books were honest, more people or quite a few people feel like you. I mean, they too were wondering, and I think that's without the pandemic, just, there's just that mom guilt as they uh, yes. talk about where, uh, and it's not, you know, a lot of times it's used in terms of, you know, whether you stay at home or you work, the ones who work feel like they have mom guilt. But Isn't awful. that awful? It, 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 yeah. Because it pits us against each other a lot of times when we're all struggling. Yes. And uh, what I talk about with parents uh, when they feel that way is, first of all, you don't know the whole story. You don't know what um, what it takes to do to get it um, to what you're seeing at that moment. And remember, you're only seeing a moment now. <laughs> exactly. And, and so, but you don't know what it took to get there. You don't know what battles they've decided to fight, which things they let and that's a big one, right? Choosing your battles. Right. And then they have they have different children. So mm -hmm. there's a different dynamic between the parents. And so uh, there's just, you just really focus on the child that you have or children that you have and create what works for you too. But a lot of people, I think, would will agree with what you shared um, in your chapter about that and, and what you just articulated where you're just kind of thinking, um, everybody else has it together, and I don't. But, you know, that's really not true. <laughs> exactly. And we are living in a different age from our mothers and grandmothers, and, and really even some of our older aunties, where everything is available, or at least we think it is, for display. Everybody in some way is their own reality show. Some aren't getting paid for it. Well, most of us aren't. And you may not be on a big network that you use a remote for, but social media and um, of all kinds provides the ability for everybody to be their own reality show. And interestingly enough, just as fake as the reality shows with the people who are getting paid because it i, I was talking i mean it, it is it, well, um, it's true i mean it, it's definitely true and and i don't think that people mean to be fake so for those who are listening no i'm not accusing everybody of faking anything it's just that 
what what do we do? We celebrate. Uh, I hope you're someone who celebrates. I know you are, Carol. But <laughs> I hope that we are that we have an audience of people who celebrate one another's happy moments. We want to celebrate your birthdays and your children's triumphs and your job promotions and, and all of those things. So of course, everything we put out to the world are things that are our happiest moments or, or our children's achievements. We're not putting out to the world and, and for various reasons uh, that that our the children when the children are failing their grades or the counselors you've had to see or you know a, a lot of these different things we don't put those moments out we don't put out that we may not have been speaking to our husband for the three weeks before that fabulous picture at the winter gala um and so it gives this picture for others that life is perfect. And when you are already um, dealing with insecurity, and especially in this case with parental insecurity, it's very easy to forget that just like you, no one's putting up those tough moments. Yes, you see all of the college acceptance videos, but you don't see all of the late nights or the fact that the parents were pulling their hair out to get that kid to finish those applications. You don't, <laughs> yes, and, and you don't see that. And with and for good reason, first of all, it's not everybody's business. You don't want to out your kids because it's their business too. But also because that's not what we celebrate. We complain about that stuff to our girlfriends behind closed doors. Um, and, and so sadly we forget that when we're feeling not so great about ourselves, that social media is a reality show for everyone <laughs> to use for free. Yes. And you know, and, and it's so easy to get sucked in. Like, uh, was it yesterday was spouse's day or something I just discovered? So it's always a day. <laughs> children's I always miss them siblings day children's day and I'm like I guess I don't love my kids because I forgot to post them exactly and that's how I felt about I mean number one my husband is not crazy about social media exactly he tolerates I mean given the nature of the work I do he will tolerate some you know I can wish him happy birthday mm -hmm. you know, he, would, he would not mind if I didn't do that on yeah, which he doesn't even go on to see <laughs> Exactly. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, once you get started, it's uh, it, it's a lot to, to manage, and it's, it's and it's about perception. What what people are thinking. Like that was crazy. And I said, well, you know, I'm intentionally. I'm just not going to give into that. I don't need to post the picture nope. to show that I'm getting along with my husband. I'm not going to put happy spouse day. Like it's just any other day, and if I just happen to post about whatever the latest political news is getting on my nerves, then anybody who looking at my page will be like, oh, okay, that's just another day in the life of Jonda. It's, it's, that's what she does. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I realized that late in the day about it, 
Yes. And you see the pressure, right? Because right. there are people like, and, and you always see this because again, with kids, I think we feel that extra pressure when it comes to kids. You will see that um, pressure, particularly when it comes to kids, because when love my daughter day or love my Sunday comes and, and someone forgets, you will see not just that day, but for the next two days, people literally apologizing for missing yeah. it and posting a picture of their kids like, oh my gosh, I miss love my Sunday. And here's a picture of my son. Meanwhile, your son is under the age of 20. Um, so they think Facebook is for old people. So they're not looking at it anyway and wouldn't know the difference. So who is it for? And it's and the reality of it is, is, in fairness to everyone, including ourselves, it's not like you said. It's not a judgment call because the who is it for? Is it for other people? When a lot of us do that, we're not doing it for other people to say, "Oh my gosh, I don't want everybody to forget that I, I don't want everybody to think I'm, um, I forgot." bad, you know, bad daughter, <laughs> love my daughter day, love my son day. We do it for ourselves. It's that guilt. It's for that split second. You're like, oh my gosh, I do love my kid. I, I need to let everybody know. <laughs> exactly. 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 And, you know, I think um, what you were alluding to, too, you know, in your chapter and also earlier, like in the beginning, in the beginning and, and continuing, you know, as people were posting these fun activities or whatever it was that they were doing with their children, other people felt like, well, I'm just trying to keep food on the table. I'm just trying to keep these people safe. I'm just they trying to survive. Yeah. So, you know, or who has time to think of whatever that idea is or whatever? I, You know, um, but that can kind of put pressure on people, too. Like, I'm not... Absolutely. Microscope, because that's what it is, right? We are literally picking ourselves apart bit by bit. One, we were doing that before the pandemic, but the other piece for the pandemic is some of us are just barely surviving mentally ourselves. And it, it's that overall break that makes this mom guilt thing go well beyond the pandemic is just that for some of us that was a particular flashlight on it because everything that we immerse ourselves in to stamp that uh to stomp that down stopped but 
it's that other piece that comes into play too, where a lot of times as parents, especially uh, moms, we don't give ourselves a moment to take care of ourselves. We're so focused on taking care of everybody else that even when the world stopped, we didn't give ourselves a chance to say, okay, well, maybe now's an opportunity to do it. There's a pandemic going on and we're all quarantining. So maybe now I can finally take a moment to focus on my body and my mind and my spirit. Nope. We were trying to figure out more things to do to fill that time. Meanwhile, your kids were still doing whatever. Your kids were fine. Now, of course, we know that there are some other um, things that our kids are going through because of being isolated from their friends or not being in school, you know, that social piece. And, you know, we can do a whole other show that deals with that piece. But that's not about your parenting. That's a totally separate dynamic that we're all dealing with and our all of our kids are dealing with in varying degrees because of the pandemic but as it relates to you as their parent if you're still there and you're still taking care of them and they know that they that if they fall you're going to catch them or pick them up then that part is still fine because that is the true dynamic of your parenting relationship with your kids, no matter whether you are considered the parent that's the stern one or the Disney one, or, you know, all of those things, your parenting dynamic hasn't really changed. There's just other other factors mentally that your kids and you are dealing with externally. And I think what some of us had to take a step back and do, and, and certainly uh, me being one of them, which, this, which writing this gave me an opportunity to dig deeper into, is to stop for a minute and go, as it relates to the parenting piece, Whatever was going on before everything had to stop is what we're dealing with, is, is where we are now. Now, if I think that there are things that I could be doing better because life is a constant process of growing, then sure, I, I should be doing that anyway, pandemic or no pandemic. But the pandemic shouldn't be a reason for added guilt because I'm still dealing with issues just like they are. And that to me is an even more, um, an even more critical piece of parenting during the pandemic is for us to take a moment and remember that it's not just our kids who are going through something and who have been through something. It's us too. And if we don't take stock of that and deal with that, then all of these other things like parental guilt and you know anything else you're dealing with is going to seem or even become even bigger because you've got extra stuff you're not dealing with that doesn't have anything to do with your kids. Yes, yes. And, and 
And speaking of that, I, I want to ask you, what were some things, some measures that you took to take care of yourself during this time? Well, one of them is, and it, it really did relate to parenting because that guilt piece became such, it, it became another element of um, the mental stress that was caused by the pandemic was to take a step back from, as I call it in the book, so you're going to have to get the book where I break this down, but as I <laughs> I say, taking a step back from the noun, and you, when you're in school, the first thing you learn about nouns is that nouns are persons, places, or things, and so you have to take a step back from the nouns, from the persons, places, or things that are going to impact you in a negative way. And I know that's easier said than done, but trust me, when you see some of these things that fall under those categories, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like one of them we that I will talk on, uh, that I will talk about is because we already mentioned it. What Speaking of places, where is one of the top places that most of us go that can uh, make us feel um, happy or make us laugh, but again, could make us feel some kind of way about ourselves? Well, we just talked about it in depth, social media. Don't think of that as a place because it's just on all of our devices, but it is a place where we go. If you got to take the time to go there, it's a place you might have to take a step back. You might have to alter what you look at. If you enjoy it, I'm not saying go cold turkey. I don't want you sitting around shaking and scratching, <laughs> but you might just have to think about where you're going and, and what you're doing. Maybe just look at the funny dance videos on TikTok, get a little bit of extra exercise and you know, try to do some of it. Don't just, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> but, um, but maybe not looking at other people's pages that make you feel like, gosh, this parenting thing, I'm, I'm not winning. Um, and then the other piece, and this is probably the biggest part is accepting the parenting skin that you're in because you may not have been accepting of that even before the pandemic so now that you are in this space that is potentially affecting your mind body and spirit very differently um because it, it just does it's, it's hard for it not to especially if you are a, a, one of the families like mine, and I know like yours, where we were some of the people who were uh, very careful. You really did take the quarantine situation seriously with staying in, not going out much, wiping things down and all of that. There is a, there is a healthy amount of fear, but as we know, there is paranoia, which is just not healthy no matter where you fall on the scale of paranoia it's just not positive <laughs> there's right. there's nothing positive when someone refers to you as paranoid whether it's a little bit or a lot and so when you have that type of paranoia and you are already dealing with 
any type of insecurity on any level or even mild depression or any of those things, it's going to make it worse. And it's, you know, so if you're dealing with parental guilt, that's going to feel bigger. If you have mild depression, that's, it may end up being full-blown depression. You have um, all of these things. So there is a point of just acceptance and it sounds uh, really complicated and sometimes it can be, but when it comes to accepting the type of parent you are, you've been that person for the longest. And again, life is a constant, it's constant growth and an improvement because if you're not growing, you're dead. So that's fine that you want to get better, that you want to talk to your kids more. You want to laugh with them more and, and do more positive things with them. Hopefully you'll be doing those things with your kids until you're doing them with your grandkids. But in the meantime, who you are and what you are, you have to start from a place of acceptance because if not, then it's just going to make all of those negative feelings seem a whole lot bigger. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because like when I was kind of thinking about tonight's show and also creating the notification so that people would know about it, uh, I had accepting the parent you are and then i don't know something about it i said i'm gonna say honor yes i love that you know yeah so because you know accepting sometimes um i was thinking i didn't feel like i was reflecting the growth opportunity so i was just like honoring where you are and then as you said um growing because you know not beating yourself up especially if you know that you're doing the best you can with the information you've had at the time Mm -hmm. along the way information resources um, all of that do better that you know then i think that should be I, you know what? I like that. I really do. Because you're right. When you say accepting, there is, because even as I was saying it, um, which is why I always add on the growth piece, because I don't want it to seem like you just accept and you're stagnant. I'm, I'm here. That's it. Because it, it it's like, okay, but you just said something about growing. But yes, that honoring honoring where you are, where you have come from, and even where you can potentially go. Because I would never suggest that there is not something to be admired about all of those images that you may have seen that you don't feel that you lived up to. Because even though we don't see the background of the potential struggle, the, you know, the time when everybody got into a fight and the young and and the oldest gave up and threw the monopoly board across the room. The point is before that happened, if it happened, that family was still sitting down and having a good time and fellowshipping and communing with one another. And that is a great thing. So if you see that and you aspire to have your family do that, 
that's a wonderful thing. I do still aspire to have my family finally finish a puzzle. <laughs> maybe I should start with 500 pieces. Well, maybe 250, because I don't know if we even got 250 down on the thousand piece. But definitely, I might have been a bit too aspirational with the thousand piece. But there is, you know, I still want to uh, finally convince my daughter to make a TikTok video with me. And like I said, for us to do more recipes and all of those things, because they're wonderful things, because at their core, what was I craving when I saw those things or feeling like I was missing was time together. So yes, it was couched in guilt, but it's still, even within that guilt, it's because in my heart, I love my family and I want to show them how much I love them. And I want, of course, because we're all human, to feel that love back when we are having those those moments of fellowship. So there's nothing wrong with aspiring to those things. It is the how. It is to be able to aspire to those things, to honor yourself, honor those other parents. That's wonderful that you were able to do that. It is to be able to put those things into perspective and not beat yourself up with the fact that that's not what you're doing yet. Because we're right. going to finish that puzzle. <laughs> right, there's that. And then also it's a matter of being authentic to who your family is. Uh, yeah, we may not be the puzzle family. Yeah, because also, right. <laughs> we just... My daughter is, as I said, my son is older, so he's working, but my daughter is in person. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I'm nervous. I'm, I'm on her about, you know, masking and safety. My, my mother who uh, lives closer now than when the kids were little. Um, so like a lot of awesome grandmas for kids who are blessed to have them, she's out at the wholesale stores, you know, Costco, BJ. So she's, she's found every sanitizer wipe, you name it, to make sure that her granddaughter has, uh, every means of wiping everything down, which of course, you know, they don't do. And most of the wipes are still in my house, but uh, because again, they're teenagers, but um, it was really, I, I, I know it was a tough decision for parents. It was a tough decision for me, but I just, I, I felt like if, at, if it were at all possible, because she had been home for a year and a half, like many children, that it was important for her to get back to school, even if as things got closer, it became part-time hybrid, which I don't have uh, an issue with as well, if that's what's gonna keep them safe. But I was at least happy to get her there in some capacity, especially given that she lost a good portion of middle school. She was uh, midway through seventh grade 
when this uh when the pandemic hit and force and things closed so like a lot of parents who had kids in transitional years uh ending elementary school um starting high school etc um I, I was particularly concerned because those transitional years for school also tend to be at critical ages of transition um in development, uh, puberty, how do you make friends, all of those different things. And certainly for her, because she missed most of seventh grade, all of eighth grade. So going back to school after basically a year and a half into high school. So um, with uh, losing uh, some important transition time out of middle school and into high school, I at least wanted to have her be able be one of the lucky ones because we were lucky to be able to start high school you know right in, in a normal fashion or as normal as possible given the conditions we're in yes yes so um i also wanted you to talk about your podcast this, yes and i want you to also tell how uh, viewers can get the book from you Absolutely. Well, I do have a podcast and it's I'm actually uh, simulcasting <laughs> live on it now, but this episode will be up later. Um, it's called Let's Be Honest with Just Jonda because it's just me. So giving my opinions and <laughs> and, and so um, I talk about a lot of things because I feel like I come from a unique perspective of being a mother who has been through a lot of things, um, being the oldest, starting, you know, being the first to go to college and then later to go to law school. But at the same time, I also still enjoy some of the same things that, or most of the same things probably in a really beyond crazy way that most people do as it relates to pop culture and the latest cases and all of that. So um, the show gives me an opportunity to talk about the things that I like, but with the perspective of a mom who and a wife and a, uh, and a mother who has been through cancer i've been through brain tumor i've lost a child i have you know and i also am an active litigator so when i talk whether i'm talking about the latest cases in court or i'm talking about the housewives you're getting the fullness of my opinion in a fun and intelligent way as well Oh yeah. I have a great time um, doing that. I've uh, for the past several days, I've actually appeared on other people's shows, breaking down um, cases uh, because there is a big case, a uh, big defamation case in the news, and so um, that has dominated a lot of the news cycle. So I've been very um, involved in giving commentary on that. So it's been a lot of fun. So for those who want to find it, it is literally on every podcast network. I am on um, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, Google, Pop, uh, Podbean, Spotify. If you put in Let's Be Honest with Just Jonda, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter. You can, my handles are the same. It is 
uh, let's be honest, JJ, L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T, JJ for Just Jonda, or if you use Just Jonda, those, I have accounts under those names as well. You can get the book by going to any of those links. The link for the book is on all of my social media. So if you go to Instagram at Just Jonda or Let's Be Honest JJ, you will see the link and you click on it and get the book. I would love for you to have it. I've enjoyed everybody's stories, but that's just me. I'm one of those people who just likes to know everything about everything. And these women, their stories have just blown my mind. Yes. Oh my gosh. I always forget these women in one man. Yes. We get dad power. Um, but they have just, they have just blown my mind with their stories. And like you said, just such resilience and honesty. It's just, um, I've just truly, truly enjoyed, uh, learning about everybody. Like, and, and then going through this process, I, I was just excited to, uh, continue to get to know the the participants because they're just cool people. Yes, yes, it's, it's just fascinating the way it worked out. And I was just uh, on an interview before this interview, and I was saying that I didn't even realize it. I don't know if you noticed, but we had uh, writers from every corner of this country. Like, isn't West, that wild? Yes, the West, the Midwest, the North, South. And then, of course, we had, um, you know, Madrid and Nigeria, Nigeria. (laughs) which I didn't realize until because, you know, we're in this Zoom world. Nobody is dialing long distance and country codes anymore. We all popped on Zoom. So until we the we were at the end and, um, you know, we were uh, the the time thing. Yes. The book launch, and we were, you know, we had to be conscious of uh, some people. It was in the middle of the night, and I'm like, "What do you mean the middle of the night?" And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're dealing with people like it is the middle of the night because they are in Africa <laughs> or right. Spain." Right. Yes, but you know what? We're all the same. Yes. We are all having the same struggles in our own ways. Like the the differences, a lot of, from when I was reading the book, a lot of it was, you know, all of us have kids at different ages and stages. So of course, where you were, you know, kind of like, where were you when? Um, and this of course will be us, where were you when? So it, their where were you when for the pandemic is different for all of us because of, our stage of life in terms of our ages and um and parentings because even for some of us who have kids that are the same age we are not the same age so our our perspective on life in general is different and of course it impacts how we parent sure but i think at the heart and what we wanted and dare I say it, but it's true because we're dealing the fears and concerns if we all had them and, and have them. We are all deeply concerned about our children and how we continue to help them flourish when everything is so different. And our kids, some of us have kids that were 
at an age where we couldn't hide anything from them. It, with little kids, yeah, they're wondering why they're wearing masks and why they can't go to play dates as often, but they're still little and, you know, you, you can explain things away with them a little bit better. The passage of time in their minds is a little bit different. But when you have a 13, 14 year old and they can see and hear the same things that you're seeing and hearing and they lack your discernment as it relates to uh, how things are politicized or misinformation. So because of that lack of discernment, because of their age, they have those extra fears and they're coming to you saying, what about this? You want to be honest with them, but you don't want to freak them out. It's, it's a lot. And again, it's a lot on you as a parent. And we had to sift through the information. Sure, right. Mm -hmm. And we were in the middle of an election. So then that made the uh, things being politicized go to a different level. Safety being kind of somehow it interweaved with who liked who. Just, it's a lot. And it's, it was exhausting. Because some of this stuff can be exhausting, even when it doesn't um, impact you in such a personal way. Um, I think, for instance, and I guess the easiest one to come up with is, is the political thing. A lot of us were exhausted from that even before the pandemic. So then, and, and... and most of that is just like their stuff. Yeah, it kind of affects us, but a lot of it was just bah, 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 bah. but it's still exhausting to constantly see it. But the pandemic, that's next level because it did affect us. It affected us personally, our families um, having losses, some of us even getting it and then being afraid of how that's going to pan out having to um, take care of people with it and how you navigate that and all of that with ever-changing information. Yes, yes, absolutely. So it's, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress. And, you know, I think that what I've drawn from the book as well as, you know, everyone else that I've uh, spoken to, you just have to figure out how to control what you and control and and then again just always be on the lookout for new information to integrate into your game plan yes just move forward i mean one thing we've learned and hopefully our children have learned from us is that you've got to be resourceful you do be adaptable to um to new situations to uh to new and, and and also that idea of incorporating new information. You know, some people I notice from what I see with Facebook posts and all of that are still having a problem assimilating new information. They're like, okay, he lied because he said, yes, he knows something new now. 
now. He's explaining to you that we have to information. There's been a new study, or we have the results mm -hmm. of a study that's been going on for a while. So let's move off of that old position and let's move forward. Because this is an even like we talked about with with the parenting pieces all goes hand in hand we are all marching through this together and even those who have all of the letters behind their names and are standing up there at the podium this is new to them too it's the novel coronavirus novel because it's new <laughs> so it's an end, of course, when we get yet another Greek alphabet letter added on to it, then at this point, I'm just like, let's just hope we don't get to a point where we go through the entire alphabet and then we're good. But it's right. new for everyone. And with each new piece of information, we have to figure out how we're going to adjust to it. And then as parents, we've got to figure out what about this information is important for my family. Like, is this new information I was sent uh, from a reliable source, you know, from the county or, or from the school board, is this important? And then also from a trust standpoint, you also, you, if you have kids a certain age, you want to be able to have an open line of communication with them because you definitely don't want them walking around being scared and not coming to you because they're like, well, my mom or dad doesn't, they, they've gotten to a point where they don't want to talk about it anymore. So I, I'm not going to bring it up to them. No, I mean, you know, I was talking about that um, earlier. We've got to be askable and we've got to be tellable. Yes. I mean, we have to be, they have to see us as um, a trusted confidant that they can yes. share things with, test out ideas with, all of that. And I think that a lot of parents, with this extra time that they've been able to spend, um, that they're they're finding that they're that's that's been very beneficial. They've really been able to learn more about their children and help their children in ways that you know maybe they hadn't been so helpful before. Yes, even if you've got to poke and prod a little with a teenager, uh, I, I'm like, <laughs> and then you come back later. There's there's been moments where I've had to actually say, I'm not going away. And I'm not going away, uh, not because I want to bug you or because I need to find out this so that I can give you more rules or chastise you or whatever. I'm not going away because I care. And if there is something that you have locked up in there so much that I've got to go, you know, jump through hoops and do an obstacle course and whatever to get to, that actually makes it even more important to me that I get to it. Right. So if nothing else, if there's nothing else that I can say to convince you to open up the dam and let it all out is I'm not going away. 
I'm, I'm just not. I'm that annoying fly that no matter what you do, you can't get rid, can't, can't get rid of it. And it's not yelling at you. It's not beating you over the head. It is because I love you. And my love for you is so great that it's not going to let me leave you alone. Right. Right. Well, I guess we will leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Don't forget to follow um, Jonda, her podcast. I guarantee you it's going to be very interesting to you. And I mean, you're still accepting folks to your uh, what is it? Yes, absolutely. The Fashion and Drama Diaries on Facebook. Yes. Lots of lots of fun. As soon as we get off, I've got some juice to put up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I could use. I don't know if you if this is going to be an episode, but I could use the backstory on the whole defamation case. I that just slipped right. Oh, absolutely. No, I have, I've got episodes about that. So I will post the links. Absolutely. I've, um, I've appeared on, um, on someone else's YouTube show, giving them the legal breakdown and also putting on the podcast. So I will put the links on the F and D but yes, you, you will love it because it is so outrageous that it's like, you have to know about it just because. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it is it, that's a big one. Um, it be, oh, sure. because the generational difference isn't just um, about the it, maybe we need to have another show to talk about this because the generational difference isn't just about age the age of the parents. It's I think is um, what I'm finding is it's it's it goes deeper than that. It's more so the age of your parents, like those of us who may have been. I have friends where me and my friends are the same age, but based on the age our parents were when they had us, some of us had parents who were baby boomers, whereas some of my friends who are the same age that I am were not, uh, they were not boomer babies um, because of just the age that our parents were. Like, for instance, you know, those of us who's parents based that are my age whose parents had us closer to teens they were boomer babies whereas those whose parents may have waited and you know gone waited until they were in their late 20s early 30s they aren't boomer babies and so their philosophy the boomer baby parents their philosophy of parenting and the way that they raised us or people like me was very similar to their own parents whereas the other ones were a little bit more modern. So it's it that, that generational thing that is, is very worth, interesting. That is worth exploring, honestly. Mm-hmm. That is worth exploring. We might do that. We yeah. Might do that. <laughs> My mom was a boomer parent. We might need to grab her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, she was a boomer baby, but of course then she parented me. Mm-hmm. Sure, what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I, try, I try to keep that pretty fluid. I mean, my podcast, I have those all laid out. But uh, for the 
please, you know, I like to be open. I can't remember whether I have another co-author coming next week, but I do have more co-authors in the pipeline. They're going to come on and join me here on News You Can Use, and we're going to talk about um, Parenting Odyssey, just their experience of parenting in the pandemic. Thank you again, and always remember, it's never too late to be the parent that you want to be. Absolutely. Thank you. Good night. And everyone on the podcast, thank you all for hanging in. I'm not going to keep you much longer. Just wanted to close out the show with reminding you to follow wherever you listen to podcasts and definitely take the time to go on to iTunes, leave us those five stars and a review and make sure that Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you definitely subscribe because, hey, I want you as a listener so that we can all have a good time together as we take this journey of talking about, well, everything. (laughs) So remember, whether you are a new listener and you're just jumping on or whether you have been hanging with me for the past 108 episodes before this, If you're talking about it, clicking about it, linking about it, thinking about it, I probably want to do all of those things with you. So let's be honest together.